Grab somebody sexy, tell them, hey! That is the most annoying. That that rivals pink. Hey! <laughs> I don't know. Is that what you should really do if you find somebody attractive? Just I know it's grab like it's gonna them? be the end of the world. And it's like if if you find someone sexy, just grab them and tell them, hey. Hey! I think that's assault. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the right way. Maybe that's how I should start picking Maybe up on women. Maybe you've been going about women. this all the wrong way. I right? think this is how I'm going to start picking up on women. <laughs> hey! So if I say that to you, uh, ladies, you that means... You know that he's trying to woo you. I think you're a sexy person. In case you couldn't tell, that was him winking and going... Yep. Hey! Maybe that's where I'm... That's not working. Uh, this <laughs> is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. I think that's from Neo. A little song Neo? from Neo. Yes. I don't know. Not like Neo. From, I don't know uh, and a lot of like R&B singers. <laughs> I don't listen to hip hop. <laughs> no, uh, well, I I know from my it days just, at um, <laughs> at jamming 107.5. I thought it was jamming ending jammin'. with an N. I was just saying it like a like a white person. Oh. It. It's jamming. We're jamming the morning away here at <laughs> 107.5 bringing you your favorite R&B hits. That's rhythm and blues to you and I. Rhythm and blues. Yeah, there we go. See, that was that was uh, that was really inspiring. Jamming one hundred seven point. Yeah. It just amazes me how. Okay, I know people could probably say this about the rock and roll as mm-hmm. well, but whenever I hear R and B songs, it totally sounds like the days of yesteryear. Like when I would, you know, when it was really popular, and I was listening to it in like yeah, nineteen ninety one, ninety two, like the days of SWV. Except for it was like more. We always reference SWV. Sisters with voices it doesn't I get know. any better than that. Or En Vogue. <laughs> en Vogue, you mean? En Vogue. En Vogue. You just said, said, how did you say it? En Vogue. I thought you said in Vogue. No, En Vogue. En Vogue. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and TLC. Don't go chasing waterfalls, Greg. (laughs) Remember when songs (laughs) used to have messages, not singing about menage a trois? Remember those good old days? Don't go chasing waterfalls. That was a lesson to everybody. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Don't go chasing them near waterfalls. Yeah. It is, it is a lot of lessons could be learned from A lot from of TLC. lessons could be learned. Also how to burn down houses. That was another lesson learned from TLC. <laughs> well, it's true. I, kn- I didn't know you'd be so defensive about TLC. Kind of like TLC. They, they held a close spot in your heart. Just a little bit. I thought they were all hot except for the one, uh, the man chick. She had kind the of a man, man voice. The chick? Uh, T-Boz. She, she, her, not so. Uh, well, she then was singing "Little Precious Satin." Yeah, she kind of scared me. She, yeah. she seemed like the one that would cut someone, not left. She seemed eye. like the one that would burn down her boyfriend's house. No, that was left eye that did that. I know. Yeah, that's what I was saying. No, T. Boss seemed like she would cut you. It was the tiny, unassuming one. Oh, she's dead, isn't she? Yeah, she is. She didn't speak ill of her. No, no, no. I'm just saying I didn't expect that from her. But it's the little, it's the, it's the smaller ones that pack a crazy punch. I know because I'm looking at one right now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's nonsense. How I would never she, burn something I'm down. Sorry, how she was it a car accident? Or was she car accident in Honduras. I was, was her and Aaliyah. videotaped when it happened. I, I remember seeing yeah. that. Oh, that was mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of burning houses down, uh, fire truck was at my neighbor's house again yesterday. And an ambulance. <laughs> Were any fat meth heads carted away? This is, I don't know. I couldn't quite see, and I'm always a little bit afraid to go out and actually sit there and gawk. Because um, in case somebody did call the fire department on them, I don't want them assuming it was me. But, yeah, I don't, the fire department, I swear it goes there at least once every couple of weeks. I don't understand how they're not all arrested. 
I don't it either. It makes no sense. They're up at all hours of the night screaming like I don't, banshees and like yep. cutting illegal metal. What are they doing? Yelling at each other, calling each other names. I think I talked about this on the show. I can't remember that Keelan, um, Keelan overheard a gigantic fight uh, that was going on the other night between the guy and his uh, crazy lady about that. I guess they were using quite uh, unique names to call each other. And screaming at each other back okay, and forth. Okay, please to be telling me. I know this isn't you saying the words, but what kind of unique names? Um, according unique to Keelan, uh, she, he called her a fucking cunt. Oh, wow. And really? then she called him something back. Uh, I can't remember exactly. The thing is, they're both terrifying. So who knows who's right or wrong in the situation? But I guarantee they could both severely injure each other. Like this, this chick is crazy tough. I'm. It's one of those situations where she is going to be just as mean as him. So I know if there's domestic violence, it's going back and forth. Like, there's yeah. no winner in it. And nobody's... Yeah, it, it wasn't a situation like that where I felt like this woman's being battered. She's scary as fuck. That's it's the like, one I think I was... Yeah, when we were, like, hanging out in your backyard one day, she was, like, pacing on the roof, right? That's the one that barks at your dog? She is... She has barked at the dog. Um, yeah, she's the, she's the one that, that will go on her trips and pace back and forth on the roof. And then we'll also walk back and forth barefoot in front of my house. And then... Um, and always is angry. And she is the first person to yell at you if she thinks she's being wronged. Like, the whole world's against her. Oh. Yeah, she's I hate people she's like that terrifying. because that means that they have... Yeah, that means there's no rationalizing with it because no. they feel like they are owed something. No, there Unlike, is... Like, like some people that we know. There is there is no <laughs> rationalizing, yeah, with this lady. God, by the way, can we just say, even though Jeff is no longer a part of our life, so the stories just keep getting better. <laughs> I know. I think you are more obsessed with Jeff now than you were previously. Because now I have all this privileged information no, that I was I never had access to. It's true. It's true. Well, you're just going to have to... Just going to have to keep it to myself. Keep it to yourself, keep yeah. It to myself. And it's privileged information. No, but that's the scariest kind of crazy, is the, the sense of, um, like, the like insane insense, uh, sense of entitlement. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, I feel like, like you know, crazy meth head chick, like, feels like she's owed something. <laughs> that's just creepy. Yes. Creepy. Yes. Creepy. Well, um... We should talk about this, too. Coming up here in just a few minutes, <laughs> we should give a little preview for this because this is going to happen fairly soon. We're going to be interviewing. I don't even know how to build this up. I don't even know how to describe this. Just say we, it. We talked about how the uh, greatest video of all times. This was several uh, several weeks back on Fun Employment Radio. And it had to do with Team Ghost Riders, which is the troop of... Mm, of dog, dog riding monkeys. Dog riding monkeys herding sheep. Yes. And yes. they go around to rodeos and like baseball events and all kinds of and stuff. And they have different outfits and they dress like cowboys and they ride on top of the dogs. It is incredible. And we're, the video is up right now at Fun Employment Radio. And you can go there and uh, check that out. But uh, Kenny, Kenny B actually Kenny B is the one who set this up. Work. Hard at work. Set up an interview with the owner and trainer. Of Team Ghost Riders. Yes, and his nickname is Wild Thang. Wild Thang. <laughs> Wild Thang. He is Wild Thang, also known as uh, Ted Leopard. Yes. And so Ted Wild Thang Leopard. Yep. So it's thank you to everybody who's been Tim um, Leopard. Excuse me, Tim Leopard. Oh God damn you! Oops. Um, yeah, thank you to everybody who's been posting questions. You're giving us some good monkey questions. Yes. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been trying to get some some more monkey questions. Yes. <laughs> we have lots of good monkey questions. I've got to say. And I'm a little excited about this. And just so you know, for the record, animal rights activists out there, Greg and I love animals. We've done much research on this. The monkeys are happy, not harmed. Yes. Just so you know. It's not like they're tortured to ride 
to no. um, to ride the dogs. Like honestly, this guy treats the monkeys as if they're his children. Yeah, that's that's more what the yeah. situation is. These these are very babied and pampered monkeys. They are. Yeah, those monkeys have better lives than you or I do. Mm-hmm. Those monkeys have. Yeah, everything they've ever dreamed of, including <laughs> their own little dogs to ride around. They are the cutest things I want ever. a dog to ride around. I thought you were going to say you wanted a monkey. I want a monkey, too. I want the whole package. You need a monkey that can ride on Butters. I absolutely do. And then do. you could get a motorcycle with a sidecar, and Butters and, and the monkey could both wear um, doggles, and I guess the monkey would wear moggles, and then you, they could have little helmets. I don't know if Butters would get along with the monkey. No, Butters is a bitch. Yeah. Of course they wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know if they'd get along. They, I think maybe they, they would probably come to some kind of a mutual non-destruction agreement, you know, where mm. uh, where they, they wouldn't at least destroy each other. But That's I, kind I don't of know. what I want to know about, um, you know, training monkeys to ride on dogs. Like, mm-hmm. are, like are, is it difficult to have them get along? Yeah. Are some monkeys more favorable to some dogs than others? Actually, th- th- there are a lot of good questions. Posed. There's a lot of things that need to be figured out here on how this works. Yes. So we are going to be speaking to him in uh, in just a few minutes. All right. So, yeah. So um, let's see. Chris wrote, um, are there preferred monkey slash dog teams or can any monkey comfortably ride any dog? I'm curious if there's any animosity between specific pairs of animals. Oh. That is a good question. Well, I think they do. They are paired up with their specific dog. So I, I don't know. So maybe, yeah, maybe there's they're like rivals. Yeah, does he get like a bunch of monkeys at once and then whittle them down to like what monkeys get along with what dogs? I don't know. Uh, maybe that's kind of a sad story because maybe he loved a monkey and it just didn't pair up with the dog and he had to give the monkey away. I'm not sure. I don't want to hit a soft spot there. Yeah, this is a, these are these are tough, hard-hitting questions. These are the tough questions that Fun Employment Radio asks. That's right. That's what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. So always remember, this is we where you get... We ask the questions so you don't have to. This is where you get the interviews you're not going to hear anywhere else, and that includes Team Ghostwriters. I, I challenge you to find the, the other podcast that's interviewing Team Ghostwriters. <laughs> I, that is a challenge. I don't know. Wild Thing seems to have a pretty busy schedule. Aren't we supposed to be calling him right Oh, yeah, now we're to, supposed to call him now to We're supposed to, to pre-call him to make sure that he's ready. Yes, yes, we he do need... to kind of a deal. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's world Dance. famous. Are you kidding me? You are allowed to be a diva if you train monkeys to ride on dogs and make a living out of that. That's true. There was this great heartfelt um, interview that he does. I was watching it online, too, where he's just like, I'm living my dream. I was a small boy who dreamed of owning monkeys. Oh, yeah, his, his heartfelt speech. It was yes. awesome. It is so the American dream because, you know what? He was a young boy who dreamt of owning monkeys, and goddamn right, he owns dog-riding monkeys now. Kenny actually made a comment about that speech saying that uh, he thinks maybe uh, maybe this gentleman and I have shared the same dream which of owning Did he talk monkey. about little people? No, monkeys. I oh. want to own a monkey. I don't think you and him are the only two people in the world that want to own monkeys. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty confident. Well, the in difference that. between you and him is that uh, he sought out his dream and lived it. You're just sitting here talking about it. Wow. Cutting pretty low there. Cutting pretty low. That's uh that stings a little bit. You know, some people, you know, it takes a little longer for some people to pursue their dreams. And maybe I'm just not ready to own a monkey yet. I've thought about it and I want to, but it's, you know, that's a, there's a lot of hurdles to get over in wanting to do that. And it doesn't mean that I doesn't mean that I don't want to pursue my dream. It just means I'm not ready yet. And I know I, I should feel proud of myself for knowing I'm not responsible enough yet to have that monkey that I want so bad. I don't think you should make fun of me for that. I'm not making fun of you. I was just, just pointing out the truth. It doesn't mean I don't want to, and it doesn't mean that I'm not going to when I feel comfortable. You're putting me in an uncomfortable position right now. Wait a minute, that sounded bad. 
Should we call the monkey man? All right, let's call the monkey man real quick, and then uh, we'll we'll set up the interview. So we'll we'll be right back here in just a second. Okay, uh, and we're back. So just had to take a pause there just to confirm with uh, Tim that we were on for the interview coming up here in just oh, a few minutes. And I feel like it's going to be and uh, he is he is a very friendly guy. I think this is going to be a great interview. I'm very. excited. I think it's going to be good. So um, wow, so, okay, Greg's all business. All right, yes, it's going to be great. Yes, it'll be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, so anyway, what were we talking about before this? This happened. I can't even remember now. Oh, I just me. let me just read you one FARC headline, and you don't even need to read the story. Okay, okay. let me just read the headline. Man and girlfriend reenact the pine tree air freshener scene from the movie Seven. Well, he does anyway. Oh, that's what a horrible line. It's <laughs> so horrible. And let's just say it's just as bad as that. Anyway, I had some awesome dreams last night. Madonna was in my dream. Really? Madonna was in my dream. And I was like boarding a plane and I had a, a little puppy that I was keeping in my backpack um, and it had purple eyes. The puppy had purple eyes? Light purple eyes. It was beautiful. That's terrifying. That's not beautiful. There's something wrong with that puppy. No, it was a beautiful. They had like light violet eyes and I would carry it around in a bag with me. And um, it loved to go everywhere that I went. And then I um, took a plane and I ended up going to Vegas and I had to wear like these high heels and I couldn't get them on. And I was trying to walk through the door and every time I tried to walk, I'd slide. And all these hookers were mad because I was blocking the entrance way because they were trying to pick up on you know, some Johns. And I couldn't walk in my heels. So you were a hooker? No, I was trying to walk through this really tiny door with these huge, I remember, gray heels on with like spikes for the heels. And I'm trying to walk on them and I'm sliding everywhere. Like but you're to... surrounded by prostitutes. No, I was trying to walk into this casino, and the prostitutes, for some reason, at this casino through this really tiny door, all gather around the door waiting for people to, to hit on. And they were mad that I couldn't make my way through the door because I kept sliding whenever I was trying to get through the door, and they were getting pissed that I was blocking the door and blocking their johns. It was oh, weird. Wow. Wow. Yeah, me and my purple-eyed dog. <laughs> the dog was so pretty. I kind of want to paint the dog. Paint? The dog from your dreams with the purple eyes. Yes. That sounds like a dog from like Pet Cemetery or something. No, that doesn't it was sound like a, a safe no. It was no. a sweet little puppy. No. Why does it have purple eyes though? Because it was a beautiful. Why does Butters have one like light ice blue eye? Like they were just solid purple? They were solid like, like light. Like eight ball purple? Like, no, like light purple. Like a very light like lavender purple. They like were, eight ball. No pupils or anything. No, they had pupils. Just the oh. the iris. That the doesn't iris? seem right. Yeah. So yeah. they're like violet covered? Yeah, like light Vi- violet, violet colored eyes. eyes. Okay. It was a beautiful puppy, and it was black, and it had little like salt and pepper face, and it had little eyes, and like I would carry my little purple-eyed puppy everywhere. That's kind of creepy. It was weird. That's yeah. kind of creepy. The whole dream was just a little weird. And I- Madonna was in front of me complaining about getting on the plane and telling me that she hasn't flown a commercial airline in 20 years, and she's pissed that she has to start now. It was really weird. And a whole bunch of people from, you know, like, once again, like my childhood, all hanging yeah. out there. Yeah. As as is their want, as they always do. That's, They're always just hanging out in my dreams. That's bizarre. Yeah. Got a good night's sleep, though. Yeah. I'm I, pretty refreshed. I had some pretty weird dreams myself, actually, now that I think about it. I dreamt I was in New York, and I was hanging out with a bunch of people. There were friends there, but I could never, I can't remember exactly who. And then uh, Tina Fey was there hanging out cool. with the group. But the problem was the elevator was broke. And so to get down from floor to floor, you had to grab onto this rope and rappel down and drop down to the floor below. Mm-hmm. So down the elevator shaft. And you said shaft. <laughs> I, I did say shaft. Um, and the thing was, though, so it was like a group of us. So the first person down, somehow they got over fine. But then each time the next person would help the other person to climb in through the opening, you know, to get to the next floor. Mm-hmm. And I was last. And when I got down there, everybody forgot I was there. 
And so I was sitting there just dangling. You're quite forgettable, Greg. And I was falling, and you know I had a hard time. I was trying to swing myself over, but everybody forgot, and so I'm just sitting there, holding onto this rope, trying to trying to get over there. And everybody else was off having a good time. And poor old Greg was stuck in the elevator shaft. <laughs> All by his lonesome. Poor old Greg will just hang on for dear life. No one came back to help. Poor old. But Greg. I did make it off, though. I made, I'm made old it off. Greg. I made it off, and I went back into the uh, to the party. Even I, though nobody wanted you there. Even though apparently just wanted me to fall down an elevator shaft. Don't mind me. Yeah, mine was a little I rickety, I won't trouble too. you like, any. I was trying to get up, like, in order to get off the plane and then, like, up to the casino thing. Uh-huh. Or I, I was kind of walking up some sort of, like, rope ladder, too. But it was one of those, you know, like, cross-hatched ones that you have when you're, like, a kid. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, like, climbing up. But it was, like, one of those, and I was carrying my purple-eyed puppy, and then I was, like, trying to walk up this rope ladder thing. And then I got up, and then miraculously I had, like, miraculously I had these huge heels on, and then hookers were screaming at me. My friend Charlene was in my dream, too. That's random. I know. Was she with you, or she was, was just, she... No, she was just behind me in line waiting to uh, get off the plane. Okay. It was Madonna, then me, then, then Charlene. As it should be. As, <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> Da-da-da-da-da-da. Wow. All right. Well, that's, that is, uh, that's, that's quite an interesting tale. Of what occurred. I can I can totally see the violet-eyed puppy. Like, I really do want to paint it and just hang it in my house. Because it, it made me so happy. Yeah. Well, that's that's good that it made you happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of creepy, though, that you're painting a puppy from your dreams. I'm just saying. Aren't all puppies from our dreams? No. Should we get on the monkey man? Well, yeah, speaking of puppies, should we... Uh, should we get Monkey Man on the... Wow, that's a, that's a real good transition there, Greg. <laughs> hey, I was, it was kind of tied in. You should do this for a in. living. <laughs> you should do this for almost two years of your life. Uh, anybody can press a button. <laughs> so, all right, let's go ahead <laughs> but and... not anyone can get backstage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, let's... Uh, we're going to pause for a second. We're going to get um, on the show right now, Tim Leppard. He is living the American dream. Literally. Absolutely is. Uh, teamghostwriters.com, and uh, we will have him on here in just a moment. He'll be on right when we come back. Yes. Well, I guess, yeah, it really won't be yeah, any amount really of time gonna, difference for you. It's going to be like right now. Yeah, okay. Like right, this second. right now. Hello. Hi, Tim. It's Greg and Sarah. Hey, Greg. How y'all doing? Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm Sarah. I know, and I'm sorry, Sarah. I forgot about you. That's okay. Greg <laughs> likes to pretend I don't exist. He, he likes to think it's just his own show. Oh, I know it, but we got, always got to have a female to run everything. Amen. <laughs> I agree. Hey, I've learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, uh, thanks so much for, for taking some time to talk to us today. and uh, you know, We are such huge fans. Can we first say that? Yeah, we are gigantic oh, fans man. of your work. You know what? It's, it's like an honor to hear those words come out of people's mouths and, and it, it makes me feel so good. And I just want to thank every one of y'all for that. Well, I mean, we've been watching, uh, watching your videos online and we've never, unfortunately, we've never been able to see you live, uh, performing, <laughs> but, uh, I understand. Well, I'll assure you I'm coming to a city near you. <laughs> Yay. Are you coming to Oregon sometime soon? I've been left from out there. I've been out there all summer. Um, I spent most of my summer out there, and um, we left there in July and uh, drove back out in the east. I'm in the east coast now. I'm in uh, up around New Jersey, Wilmington, uh, Delaware, uh, Cowtown, New Jersey, and I'll be out here for uh, 
about two more months, and then I go to Central. I do the Iowa, Ohio, and I'll be in that area, and then I go down south to Florida and Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and places like that. Uh, I don't get to go home till I think she said November. Then I'm home for two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, I have Thanksgiving at home. I get on the plane. I fly to Las Vegas. I'll be out there for two weeks. I leave there and go to Denver. Uh, December the 18th, I do the Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots halftime show. Oh, oh that is so cool. But, I mean, everything has been a whirlwind. I mean, it's been really awesome. God has blessed me. And, I, I mean, there, I mean, what I do is 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 exactly what fits me. You know, I, I, I went into a, a career that it fits. It fits. How many shows do you typically do? Like, if you go someplace, you know, like, say, at your location right now, like how many do you do in, like, a week or at a certain location? Whoa. You know what? I do well over 150 shows. Uh, it's going to be three to five shows. Now, when I was out there, I've done four to five shows every week. Wow. Uh, but gen- generally, I do, uh, like today, I got a show here in, uh, I'm in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. I'll have a show here Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'll be in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And then Monday and Tuesday, I'll be in, uh, well, shoot, somewhere in Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm really lost. I have to look at the schedule. But it's, it's like that every week. You know, I may have a, a one, one day or two days off a week, but it's generally it's pretty busy. And, and sometimes I do four shows a day. That's uh, that's amazing. I mean, just going all over the country like that, I can see how you would forget uh, some of the, some some of the, the towns places. on the schedule. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and it's the people, too. You know, I have so many, the fan base, the people. Uh, you know, for me, I've been doing this for 34 years. And in order for me to do this, it takes, it takes a, a drive to keep you going, you know, because you have to understand, I have a family and a six-year-old little girl. And and to be away from them from uh, March till December, it hurts. And I've, I had my little girl. I brought her out to Oregon and Utah. Uh, she stayed with me for uh, probably about six weeks. Uh, I put her on a bus, not a regular bus. Uh, one of the rodeo announcers, he had a big tour bus, and he was going back home. And uh, he told me he would run her to my house. So... Uh, he took her home, and and then I had my wife to fly up, and she got on the plane and flew flew in, and we uh, spent uh, one week together. So I spent one week with my family, you know, and it's tough to be out here on this road and every week to be doing shows and being away from your family every year, and and it, and it 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 takes the people what I have behind me to keep me going. That's, I mean, that's pretty amazing that you're able to, you know, do this. This is your dream. How, how did, did you, uh, how did you get into yes, this? Yes, how did this happen 34 years ago? What, <laughs> how, what brought you to say, I'm going to create the greatest thing known to man, monkeys riding on dogs herding sheep? You know what? I, I'm, I'm real different. I'm very different <laughs> from and most people, and you can already see that. And, and I, I'm a, got a little Southern to me, and I got a lot of respect and, and pretty humble about myself. But um, 
my oldest brother. It started, you know, growing up as kids. Um, he was a, he was in special forces, and you know, as a kid, you want to do like your older brother. And I wanted to go in services, but I had bad hearing, and they wouldn't let me. And it was like my dream to fight for my country, and I never did get to go. So he went and come back, and, you know, he tells you all the stories about uh, mountain climbing, and he won. He We got a letter from the president. He won every award to be won. Wow. Uh, pistol, grenade, they dropped him off in the desert. He trained for the Desert Rat Award, won it. Um, he was awesome. And then they went on the mission to free the hostages from Iran, and it just kept on and on. And when he, I, I, he, he got me into the military rodeo, which was bull riding, and I rode bulls for four years. And while he was in service, a bull stepped in my throat and broke my collarbone in three places, and oh. he told me, he said, I'm not telling you to quit doing what you're doing. Don't you remember? Whatever you do, give it 150% and do it for your country. Well, if you'll notice, everything I do is red, white, and blue. For 34 years, we've had red, white, and blue, and and we give it 150%, and I think that's why I'm where I'm at today because uh, these animals, I treat these animals as if it were me. You know, I, I put myself in their position. You know, they're rounding up these big horned sheep, and it's kind of like us sitting on a Shetland pony riding up to an elephant. You have to put yourself in their position, and I think that's what has helped me so much in training and the love and the care that these animals have for me and what I have for them. I'm the only person in the world that's ever done anything like this. Nobody's ever had four dogs and four monkeys. Nobody's ever done trained sheep to jump up on the roof of a truck because it's a biblical term that sheep is the dumbest animal in the world. <laughs> nobody has ever done this. And and another thing, nobody has ever took the monkeys off the dog like I do to show the people they're not tied on. These monkeys ride because they love it. So they're not attached in any way. They're actually riding the dogs. There's no way I do that. I mean, I, yeah. month, matter of fact, I was doing a baseball game two weeks up in New Hampshire and we were selling it, and we were walking off the field, and the monkey just jumped off and ran across the field, you know, with his chaps on like a little cowboy. And he stopped and turned around and looked at me like, are you following me? And I just turned the dog loose, and the dog kind of trotted over there by it, and the monkey crawled right back up on this dog. I train these monkeys without saddles, without blankets, without anything. I train the monkeys to ride the dog with love. They wrap their arms around the dog's neck. They, they cuddle and hold the dog and ride them when they're baby, just like a, a baby monkey would ride his mother's back in the wild. That's the way I train them. And then later, two years later, we train them how to ride in the saddle, sitting up. And some people say, well, why don't they have their cowboy hats on? You know what? I don't make them wear their cowboy hats. Sometimes they wear their cowboy hats and sometimes they don't. I don't make them. So, and, and I think that's what... I learned a lot when I went to Scotland to learn about the border collies. And one of the things was you've got to trust that animal before that animal trusts you. And that's what I've done. Wow. So are there, I was wondering, does a particular monkey always ride the, a particular dog? Like, are they kind of paired up from birth, as you were saying? You, know, oh, you just don't know. Matter of fact, that's an ultimate mistake. That monkey is raised with that dog. That's his dog. Mm -hmm. That's his dog. If his dog gets hurt, that monkey don't get to ride. Or if anything happens, the 
you know, one of them's sick or the other one's not, that monkey don't go or that dog don't go. On the saddle, in the saddle, it has the dog's name, Bob. And on the other side of that saddle, it has Sam. Those two match. Don't mix them up. Don't mix them up. (laughs) (laughs) They stay and they love their dog. They stay with their dog. Their dog loves them. Wow, that is so cool. That's that's amazing. I mean, just that you've been able to do this. And so you've been doing this uh, this show for how long? Thirty four years. Thirty four uh, years. And in, and and I don't know if you ever remember the movie Eight Seconds. Lane Frost. With Luke Perry, he was my favorite character oh, in Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Lane Frost. I was with Mesquite, Texas, in nineteen eighty six, eighty seven. And Lane walked up to me, and the bull just hooked me in the back, and I was, he said, you ever thought about doing this for a living? He seen something in me, and I said, no way. Matter of fact, I was thinking about quitting in 1986, and if it hadn't been for Lane, because he won the world two years later, whenever he won the world, I thought, that guy seen something in me. And he's always been, you know, like my hero, so... um, it pretty much come from there, you know, and, and, and everything that has happened to us, you know, is because we didn't get where we're at today by making mistakes. We do things right. We take care of animals. 34 years, 34 years. Wow. Um, you know, one thing, Tim, too, we were talking about uh, before we went on the air, you mentioned, you know, your crazy schedule, but you also went down to uh, Santa Fe and filmed with Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I meet a lot of people. You know, I, two weeks ago I was with Kevin Harvick and uh, number 33 out on, on on the ball field, and, and, and who would have ever thunk it, you know. But I, I, they called me, and they called me from London, and I, I never thought this was for real. You know, they, they kept talking about, we want you to do this, and I said, you know what? I'm not jeopardizing my animals just for your little fun time show, you know. So then it got more serious. They started sending me all the paperwork, uh, the cast and the crew, and they wanted me to come to London. And that was what I didn't want to do. I said, you know what? I'm not going to put my animals going through something to go out there. And a lot of times when you go over there, they'll confiscate your animals or something might happen. And I said, I'm not going to take a chance with that. Believe it or not, they came to me. That's wow. true because, they, I mean, it does sound like you guys are all a big family, basically. They came to me. They called me and said, well, where do you live? And I said, Mississippi. They tried to do the show in uh, Louisiana, close to me there. They picked this place. And then they called me. They went on my schedule and they found out that I was out, out west for most of the year. And uh, they looked and seen that I was in Gallup, New Mexico, and they found a place there in Santa Fe, New Mexico, that was a pretty m- remote area. Um, we went out there, Cameron Diaz, and, and I, you know what? You can say a lot about Cameron. I don't take anything away from that lady. She's a, I mean, well-known actor, a beautiful lady. But I tell you what, I fell in love with Colin Firth. <laughs> he is, uh, I don't know if you you seen the movie. He he won the Academy Award for the King's Speech. Yeah, um, and that guy there, he was awesome, super safe. I mean, me and my little girl was out there, and and the movie is basically on art and painting, and you know, and they found the painting, Colin, and you know this other guy that played on the movie Harry Potter. They. They found uh, a painting that they were looking for, and, and then they seen Cameron, 
and she was in front of this painting, and uh, they tracked her down and found her at a rodeo. And while they everybody come to the rodeo, you know, I was there performing, and uh, they done us. Actually, it was like I done twelve days day shots and then I done 12 night shots and uh, I had a speaking part so that put me in that uh, SAG contract <laughs> a little more money but um, it, it was all good uh, Cameron was very nice to me but uh, it was something about Colin and that accent I, I really liked that guy <laughs> he was he was cool I liked him uh, we sat and had dinner together and and then Cameron was there and and we went out, and uh, when we got through, you know, we, we shot the evening shots. And, uh, I mean, he just, he was, he, I think he he might have been the one that pushed it to get me on there. But um, the, the movie is called Gambit, and it, uh, the screenplay will be out probably in January, February. And then the actual movie will probably hit the screens in January, February, somewhere around. They said it all be close, so it's a possibility. Well, that's... But I, that was... That was huge for me there, too. That's amazing. Well, Tim, I mean, it just sounds like you've got such an incredible life. You know, you followed your dreams in uh, doing this and inspiration. You are inspiring to us all, sir. Absolutely inspiring. Wow. you uh, mean a lot. Well, I just want to say thank you so much, too, for taking time out, you know, to speak with us today. And just so people know, too, you can go to teamghostwriters.com. And, uh, Absolutely. If you've got any questions, you go to that website. You email me. Actually, we have the web, the the actual email address. There's two two emails, but uh, we we've, we've been getting a lot of emails, and we've kind of separated the emails from the business. And we have a email address called uh, Teen Ghostwriters at Yahoo at Ymail. So I mean, they can go there, or they can go to the website and email me. I, I mean, I I hadn't backed down from talking to anybody. We'll get to everybody and. Uh, any questions, anything about the animals, where I schedule, anything like that, I'd be glad to talk to them about. Uh, go to YouTube and Team Ghost Riders, and I think pretty much what hit this extravaganza is uh, it's called The Greatest Speech Ever. Uh, we're at like 300,000 people has watched this, and uh, The Greatest Speech Ever, and it, it pretty much sums it up. And after that, We've uh, we've done the greatest speech ever every time. I'll be doing it tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, well we are we are two of those three hundred thousand people that have seen that, and it is by far the greatest speech ever. Absolutely, thank and y'all so much. So thank uh, you so much. Make sure and go check out Team Ghost Riders wherever you are. I'm sure he's going to be somewhere near you. And please come back point. to Oregon soon. I can't believe that I missed you. Oh, I loved it. I loved it there. I mean, I liked it. I froze, but it was cold. You know, y'all, y'all still <laughs> had snow on the mountains and everything, but. Um, I, I love it out there. I love it out there. And the people, let me tell you something about the people. I go all over the United States and I meet people different every week. And I told Paula whenever I told her, I said, I hate leaving this place because everybody's been so good here. And me coming out here on the East Coast, I know what Boston is like and Massachusetts is like. I said, I'd love to stay in Oregon. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we would love to have you back again, too. So, um, well, Tim, thank you so much, and uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You, too. Thank you all for calling, and God bless. You, too. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Okay, that was that is amazing. The, that is the greatest interview, I think, that has ever happened yeah. anywhere. Wow. How cool is that? 
I love all the speculation of people saying how the monkeys are tied to the dogs and everything, yeah. and how he lifts up the monkeys. Just yeah, to just show. to show that they're and not. And if they're not in the mood, they don't ride. Yeah. And if they don't want to wear a cowboy hat, they don't. Oh, my God. That is so cool. Tempestuous, talented <laughs> monkeys. Oh, my God. Excellent work, uh, Kenny B, too. Uh, full credit there. That was better than I would have ever dreamed of. Yeah, that's that was amazing. I really want to have this guy in studio whenever he comes back. I mean, oh. We have to go, or at least go out on location and oh, see him. Yeah. I mean, this this will happen. I might well, actually like cry from excitement of seeing monkeys actually on dogs. I would act. I might do that myself if oh I were to God. actually get to meet the monkeys. <gasps> I mean, that's that's too much to even think about. I know. I can't even like, I, wrap my. I head wouldn't be able it. to wrap my head around that. And now the monkeys are raised with the dogs from birth. And they hug them. Oh, my God. That is the cutest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, there we go. Teamghostwriters.com. I'm Tim almost Leopard. ready to just call it a fucking day. I don't think that we can. I think that nothing we can add can be better than that. Yeah, to top that interview. I mean, seriously, Greg, think about it. That is the greatest thing I have ever heard. If the mo- I think you're going to cry right now. No, I just think it's the coolest thing. I love it when people... When people, no matter how silly their dreams are, that their dreams come true. And he's been doing this for 34 years. I think it's awesome. It is very, it is very, very cool. And he lifts up the monkeys. Because I remember a lot of people concerned about the fact that, oh, he ties the monkeys to the dogs. Yeah, we've been seeing, uh, saw a lot of the questions on there. Yeah, because, and I remember too, people always get up in arms. Yeah, about, uh, oh, he probably, you know, mistreats the monkeys and all that stuff. Doesn't sound like that at all. Yeah. Um, sounds like, it sounds like they just actually like riding. The, I mean, who wouldn't want to ride a dog if you could? Seriously. Yeah. I think maybe they just enjoy. I don't know. That's that's cool. I don't know. I think that very is very cool. The greatest thing ever. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. I mean, honestly, I mean, this is kind of a short show, but uh, it is kind of a we had short a little show, bit of technical difficulties at the beginning, but I, I think that's I think that's good. I so, really think so too. I think that anything that we do after this would be a waste. Well, we have a lot of stuff coming up for we tomorrow. We do have as a well. ton of stuff tomorrow, and we've already prepped a ton of stories. So, and, We're also uh, going also, to a party this afternoon with Colt 45 slushies, so we'll give you an update on how that goes. Yeah, boy. And uh, Colt speci- 45 slushies don't even compare to monkeys on dogs. It's, it's There's nothing that compares to monkeys nothing. on dogs. There's absolutely nothing. I mean, that's just scientific fact. 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 Monkeys on dogs is the coolest thing ever. Fact. <laughs> well, um... Yeah, I, I'd say let's let's go ahead and just okay. uh, wrap it up for today. I do want to say, though, thank you so much. We, oh, there's a couple of things I wanted to mention. But one is that Fun Employment Radio is brought to you by sponsors. And we appreciate all of you for uh, helping us out with that. And all you have to do, uh, one way you can help us out is just go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on one of our sponsor links on the right-hand side. And then purchase whatever you are planning to purchase online anyway. Mm-hmm. Whether, it's, whether it's something from Amazon or Priceline or you can get a free audiobook from audible.com. All these things, just go to our website, click on the link. It tells them that uh, that you're one of our listeners and that their sponsorship dollars are, are working out very well and uh, helps us out, helps you out. Monkeys on dogs. And you get to hear interviews about monkeys on dogs. That's These are the things that bring this to you. So uh, you please ever, help us out. Yes. If you have ever wanted to know our dream interview... Our dream interview is interviewing a man who trains monkeys to ride on dogs. That's pretty much it. That sums up fun employment. Ri- well, we're more fancy, less dancey. And also, yeah. monkeys riding dogs. Yeah. That is us in a nutshell. Yeah. So if you've enjoyed this show, please uh, help support us. We appreciate it a lot. Um, 
All right, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Tomorrow on the show, we have a very special guest. Yes. Who is going to be joining us. And uh, you know him from The Comedian with... um, with Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. it's Orny Adams. Orny Adams. Orny Adams is going to be here in Which studio I've heard with that us. Orny's a little ornery, so uh-huh. this is going to be uh, interesting. Uh-huh. Orny, ornery. <laughs> um, oh boy. So, uh, if you have any questions for him, send us an email or uh, just post something on Facebook or go to the forum. At, uh, actually, there's a bunch of stuff on the forum that I want to talk about tomorrow. There's been some funny things in there, and we've also received uh, a very interesting voicemail. Okay. At our phone, that uh, we'll we'll play all of that stuff tomorrow. So thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more yeah. Fun Employment Radio. Monkeys and dogs. Monkeys and dogs. dogs. La, 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 la.